Is there not an entire section on this subject? Yes, yes, that's unfair. I may have, I may have changed my mind about me. Is, is your, is your book for sale about? Yes. Have you ever asked God for forgiveness? I'm not sure. I just go and try and do a better job. Let me tell you. 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 Say it like you mean it. This is my Bible. Yo, Trey. What up? I got something to say. Hey everybody, welcome back to Let Me Tell You, episode 105. I'm your host, Norm, the Master's Dog Dunham, a.k.a. the Evangelical Norm. So, a little background on this podcast for all the new subscribers over here on YouTube. Um, thank you for subscribing. We've had a whole bunch over the last month. So, this particular podcast is kind of the anchor of the podcasting that I've done. This is what led to me starting the Evangelical Norm channel on YouTube and then all the other podcasts that have come out of it. The Fifth Seal is a podcast I've been doing the longest, but it was not actually part of this. It was actually just something I did on, on Facebook for a while, but it, it, it became part of this um, coalition of podcasts, I guess. can't really be a coalition. It's just one guy. It's just me, but it's all the different areas of interest in, in, that I have and I just kind of separate everything out. So let me tell you is, again, it's kind of the anchor. It's what started it all and just dealing with current events, political uh, situations, what is happening in the culture and how we deal with it kind of from a, a Christian worldview, how we look at this, how we as Christians should respond to these things. Um, I try to do that a lot. Sometimes I just pontificate or sometimes I just rant. And, uh, but I try to bring it all back to a Christian worldview, um, to kind of break it down. This is why we see these things. It's because of our, our belief in the Bible and so on. So this week has been one of those weeks where throughout everything that's gone on, I've just kind of keep hearing that voice in the back of my head. It's Gilbert Gottfried, um, doing, acting as Yago in the Aladdin movies. Uh, why am I not surprised? Right. That's a horrible Gilbert Gottfried, uh, impersonation. I should stop and leave that to the professionals, but I'm going to die. of not surprised, right? I'm not surprised by anything that went on. What I am surprised is kind of the way that people have reacted to it. The, um, yeah, just some people react to things differently and it's like, why are you, why? Why did you not expect this? This is some stuff that, that we this and, and again, we'll get into it. So let's get into it. So Joe Biden, um, he had his first. I would I'd like to say unscripted um, press conference, but we know it wasn't that he had cheat sheets with him as he got up there to uh, to do say what he had to say or whatever. Um, but. He it was the first real kind of open press conference where he was taking questions from people and answering questions. Uh, apparently, he had a list of reporters he was supposed to call on and an order that they were in. And then he had a uh, basically cheat sheets for how to answer the questions that were given. So who wrote those out for him? Did did Kamala Harris really handle this press conference and just kind of ventriloquist uh, action with Joe 
I mean, is this Jeff Dunham doing doing our 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 commander in chief? I don't know, but Joe did do this uh, this interview, and this is the clip I've seen more than anything going around, and it's just him. It's Joe being Joe is really what it is. It is Joe losing his his train of thought, and I mean that's not a bad thing in and of itself because. I lose my train of thought quite a bit. You've heard me lose my train of thought on this podcast. I just about lost my train of thought as I was manipulating things over here. Um, but Joe does it in such an uncomfortable way and in such a consistent way. And it is happening over and over and over and over. The only thing you can say, especially this one here, is it is just, it is cringeworthy. I watch this and I cringe. I feel so, <laughs> I'm going to say empathetic for Joe. Uh, sympathetic more than empathetic, but I, I had to say empathetic because that's a whole another thing going on in the Reformed world right now. Uh, we might get to that here in, in sometime next week. But So very sympathetic towards Joe. And I feel bad for this guy having to be paraded out week after week after week. I mean, I'm the guy that made the the prediction that he wasn't going to make it through the day of his inauguration. It was going to take about 30 minutes or so for Kamala Harris and the rest of the administration to do all the paperwork to invoke the 25th Amendment and, and set things off and get Joe gone. Obviously, he made it past that. Then I said April was my next prediction. Looks like we're going to hit April and Joe's still going to be around. There's still a couple of days. There's like... Three days left between now and, and April. So we may, we it would be amazing to see them invoke the 25th Amendment on uh, on April 1st. And Joe be like, oh yeah, that's funny guys. And then April 2nd go, it wasn't a joke. Reality is by April 2nd, he may not remember that he was ever president. So, and, and, and that's a, it's a funny way of saying something that is just really serious. I don't know where this guy's mental capacities are. I do not think he is mentally capable of being the president any longer. And I'm like, at this point, I'm like, please, as much as I, I dread the idea of Kamala Harris being the president, I'm like, put this guy out. You know, I'm, I can't say put him out of his misery because that's going to be a sound bite that'll go all over the place and I'll get in all kinds of trouble with that. But he needs to be put out to pasture. He needs to be retired. He needs to go get the medical, memory, mental assistance that he needs before it is too late. That's my, my honest, real-life opinion of the situation. And I would, rather than watch this man be abused, and I've said it before and I'll say it again, I think it is elder abuse, what is happening to him, rather than him go through this abuse, I would rather have the worst possible person i mean she didn't even make it long in the the primaries of of the democratic party you know the lady who called joe biden a racist and you know other things that incompetent and so on i would rather have her be the president than watch him continue to be abused like this so this is the this is the clip that everybody's kind of talked about since this this uh press conference and it is it's cringeworthy to watch him go through this so i uh, believe they're talking something about the filibuster um in the congress and so on so let's go 
as you observed, I'm a fairly practical guy. I want to get things done. I want to get them done consistent with what we promised the American people. And in order to do that, in a 50-50 Senate, we've got to get to the place where I get 50 votes so that the Vice President of the United States can break the tie, or I get 51 votes without her. And so I'm going to say something outrageous. I have never been particularly poor at calculating how to get things done in the United States Senate. So the best way to get something done, if you if you hold near and dear to you that you uh, um, like to be able to, anyway, I've, we're going to get a lot done. And if we have to, if there's complete lockdown and chaos as a consequence of the filibuster, then we'll have to go beyond what I'm talking about. Here okay. goes to his list. Um, hang Here on. He goes to his uh, list. Who am I supposed to call it now? Sorry. Rather oh. than. Singman, Ms. Kim. So again, rather than look out and just see what reporters are out there, I mean, you don't have to know their names or anything like that. He's not even looking out at the people that are out there, but he's got a list of reporters that he's supposed to call on and he's supposed to talk to. This is, this is not good for our country. To have a president that actually literally has to be scripted in everything that he does, that is literally the dummy to somebody in that administration's ventriloquism is scary. It is not good. And so what we need is Joe to be retired, put out by the 25th Amendment. He is incapable of being the president. We can deal with Kamala Harris for, and I don't know that I can deal with that, that cackly laugh, but we can deal with her for the next three years or so. And then... We'll see what happens. And, but we need to move on towards 2022 and, and at least get through the next midterm election as well and see what happens. But he, he's not capable. He is not competent to be the president of the United States anymore. Another person who's not competent at what they're doing is Mr. Uh, I don't know why I keep wanting to call him Joe Fauci. It's a Bidenian slip as opposed to a Freudian slip. But Fauci was uh, in the news again this week. I mean, Fauci's in the news all the time. So, but there was a really good interaction between him and Rand Paul that, um, that I, I, w I was surprised that somebody actually asked the question and, and pushed the issue. What I wasn't surprised about was that it was actually Rand Paul. And, uh, and just a, a really good, amazing interaction between the two where Rand said pretty much everything that I've been saying for months, only he has a little bit more authority behind it because one, he's a, a senator and two, he's a doctor. So, you know, two um, claims that I cannot make. I was a medic for a long time, so um, I can I can make that claim, but uh, I'm not, not nowhere near as knowledgeable as Rand Paul is. I'm nowhere near as knowledgeable as as uh, Tony Fauci is, Anthony Fauci. Tony, can I call you Tony? I feel like we're close like that. Like I can't call you Tony. Hey, Tony. Um, so <laughs> that's going to be my new thing. Um, so it was really cool because, again, we're, we're dealing with vaccinations, masks, and immunizations and immunity. And so Rand Paul just says the quiet part out loud. So here's that interaction 
between Fauci and uh, Senator Paul. What study shows significant reinfection, hospitalization, and death after either natural infection or the vaccine? It doesn't exist. There is no evidence that there are significant reinfections after vaccine. In fact, I don't think we have a hospitalization in the United States after the two-week period after the second vaccination. Yeah, we don't have a death in the United States. You're not hearing what I'm saying about variants. We're talking about wild-type versus variants. And what, now, proof reinf- there, what proof is there that there are significant reinfections with hospitalizations and death from the variants? None in our country. Zero. Well, because we don't have a prevalent of a variant yet. We're having one. We don't have a prevalent of a variant yet, but yet we're going to yet. And here's the thing is is, is we're already preparing that we're going to. Why? Why? What what science again, as Rand would put it, what science is there to show that we are guaranteed that we're going to have a prevalent variant in this country? There's not. There's not. We, we don't know. I mean, the, the, vi- the vaccine is mRNA, so it's not an actual, like, a dead virus of, of the one, the, the whatever, the wild style 117, whatever it is that they keep calling it. It's a mRNA, so it's supposed to convince the body of all kinds of coronaviruses, right? It's not specific to one, as far as I know. So shouldn't it be effective? For the variants as well. But here's what Rand is saying. We have no hospitalizations from variants. We have none. Zero. Why are we going through lockdown procedures and and not common sense quarantine restrictions and masking and stuff for people who are not sick because of speculation? Can I finish? We're having one one seven that's becoming more dominant. Policy based on conjecture. No, you have the. It isn't based on conjecture. Policy based on conjecture. That's exactly what it is. This is exactly what he's doing. They're making every policy is based on just guessing at what might happen, and a lot of it has been wrong. It did not happen. So you some you want people to wear a mask for another couple years? No. You've been vaccinated. And you parade around in two masks for show. No, you can't get it again. There's almost there's virtually zero percent chance you're going to get it. And yet you're telling people with them that have had the vaccine who have immunity. You're defying everything we know about immunity by telling people to wear a mask who've been vaccinated. No. You're defying everything we know about immunity by telling people who've been vaccinated to wear a mask. There has not been a more true statement made in the last year of this pandemic than what Rand Paul just said right there. You are denying everything we have ever known about viruses, immunity, and and so on by telling people you have to wear masks after you've had it or after you've been vaccinated for it. I don't wear a mask. I wear a mask at church or not at church at work because they require me to and they sign my paycheck. I don't wear a mask anywhere else. I don't wear a mask at Walmart. I don't wear a mask at, um, at, we don't, I mean, we haven't had a requirement for masks at church. I don't wear it when I go into restaurants, even walking from the door to my seat. I just don't do it. You know, had birthday dinner at Longhorn Steakhouse, walked in, made the reservation, walked to my seat, did not put on a mask. Been in Costco, I've been in 
Walmart. I've been in tons of places and have not worn a mask. I've worn a mask while I played poker um, in my poker league. But again, that's because they're not going to let me sit down at the table if I don't put the mask on. So the reality is I can't get it. I can't give it because I've had it. That's how immunity works. Now, do we know how long immunity is or maybe not? But I'm pretty sure it's longer than a month. Usually, I mean, that's just what we know. That's what we've dealt with. And to live in fear, and everybody I know, everyone, oh, it's not living. Yes, it is. We have, we've, we've dealt with these things in the past. Those people who are sick or who, or who have a propensity to get these, the, the disease or whatever, or high risk. Okay, you guys quarantine. You guys take care of yourself. You do what you got to do. The rest of us, the healthy population, and I put myself in that population, even though I've got type 2 diabetes and high blood pressure and high cholesterol and so on, but I got the virus and had no issues. I barely even had symptoms. So the rest of us should be going out and getting this so we can reach herd immunity. We don't need vaccinations to reach herd immunity. We can reach herd immunity through people getting it and recovering from it. I mean, that's kind of the thing that we've known for years and years and years about viruses, right? So it just makes no sense that, you know, we're, we're continuing on this whole issue of masks and, and, and so on when it makes no sense. It truly is theater. I mean, I went to Walmart this morning and got stuff for my lunches for work. And my daughter and I walked right in, grabbed a cart, put her in the cart. We went up and down the aisles. Got I was the only one. She and I were the only people in there that I saw that were not wearing a mask. Nobody said anything to us. And, you know, and I either get the looks from people who are, you know, angry, where's your mask? But they're, I mean, I'm a pretty intimidating looking guy, I guess. So nobody's coming at me. To tell me to put a mask on. But then I get the looks from the other people. That are, you can tell it's in their eyes. That I just wish I could do what you're doing. And take this stupid thing off. And I just want to look at them and go take it off. Take it off. Don't worry about it. And now you know, of course I'm going to get the. the You don't care about grandma. Well you know what. If we're, if we're going to take down that road. And say wear a mask. Even if it's going to save one life. You know, I mean, that was the that was the whole thing with condoms back in the day, right? Wear a condom, it could save your life, da-da-da. Wear a mask, it could save your life. Look, here's the deal. Let's criminalize abortion, even if it will just save one life. Oh, no, I just hit a sacred cow, didn't I? You ain't going to agree to that one. But it is what it is. And so if you're not going to be consistent, I will be. I will be consistent. I want to see abortion criminalized because it's murder. And I'm not going to wear a mask because it doesn't make sense. Another thing that doesn't make a whole lot of sense is this dude. Who is, who, I didn't even know who this guy was. I know like, it's a little Nas X, a little X Nas, little whatever, dude. Little knucklehead is what he is. So... He did that the song "Old Town Road" that just became a huge hit. I I don't think I ever I've, I've, I don't th- I have not heard that song one time completely through. I've heard little bits and pieces of it. I'm not gonna listen to it just because it just 
never been interested, never once at all been interested in anything this dude had to say. But now he's coming out. He's come one come out of the closet. He's gay. Um, apparently, I you know, I don't care. I care, but I don't care. We'll get there. But now he's made a video, and I'm not going to respond to this video. Do not even send me a request, because I will not. I won't watch it. The same reason I didn't do a reaction on Unsolicited to WAP, because that was a huge thing, and it interacted and intersected with, with a Christian worldview. So I could have done it based on the, the uh, formula for doing those things on my podcast on Unsolicited. But I'm not going to watch it. I don't want to put that thing, those things into my head. I'm not going to watch it. I've seen enough still shots from the video to go, I'm not watching this. It's, it's, it's immaturity at its finest is what it is. And it's him obviously knowing how to push people's buttons and just wanting the reaction. Well, I'm not going to give it to you. I'll stick with, you know, reacting to Tom McDonald. I, made enough of his fans mad with my last reaction to his last video too for a whole different reason but here's the thing Nas, little Nas X little whatever I wish people, I wish I knew his name Um, I guess I could look it up but that would just, no Um, so he's made these shoes (laughs) Um, they're satanic shoes there is a one sixtieth of an ounce or is of a CC or something of human blood in that ink that is inside of the back end of those shoes. So, Ooh, human blood, you know, kiss did it back in the seventies and they were a lot more cooler when they did it. They put it in the ink of, of a comic book that they put out. They one vial of each one of the, the band members bloods went into the red ink for the comic book that they put out. And that was a huge, oh my gosh, did the, 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 the Christian coalition go nuts over that, right? And they're going nuts over this. I mean, I've seen clips of Pastor Greg Locke just going off on this, do you know? We'll, we'll deal with Pastor Greg Locke on the master's dog on another day, false prophet right there. But he's the one that I need to deal with. Nas, is, this dude is, is not my concern. He's a heathen in the world. He is unsaved. He is just doing what the world expects him to do. He's doing what he wants to do to get money out of the world. These shoes are $1,000. Why would anybody pay $1,000 for shoes? I don't even pay 50 bucks for my work boots that are still toed and stuff like that. I'm not paying $1,000 for shoes ever for anything. So that that's just not happening. But... So $1,000 for shoes with 666 all over them. He does quote the Bible, which means I should probably deal with him on the master's dog because he's throwing scripture on satanic shoes. He's got a pentagram on there. But the scripture is Luke 10.18, I think, 18.10, whichever is the one where it talks about Lucifer falling from heaven, like lightning falling from heaven. So these shoes that he's made, and then he made just a, I mean, again, I haven't seen it, but the, enough of the still shots to know that it's a just a overtly over-sexualized, nasty, shock value video. I mean, it's it's what Cardi B and whatever that other lady's name, The Stallion, did.
did with with WAP, right? Which I didn't see that and didn't look at that. But it's all about the shock value. It's how much. I mean, I could do a response video to him. My most watched video on this channel is the response video I did to Childish Gambino. This is America. I could probably do a response video to this and be angry and and you know and do all the things that he expects us as Christians to do. <clears throat> And get far more views than my childish Gambino did. If I wanted to um, exploit this situation for my own subscriber level and and video views, I could do that. I'm not going to because I don't want to put that kind of vileness into my brain. Just not going to do it. I may talk about him a little bit more on another episode of The Master's Dog about how he's attacking God's word and so on. But he put out a tweet talking about he is like this because of all the hate that he got from Christians and why are you Christians mad and blah, blah. Here's the deal, Nas X, little Nas X. I, I don't even want to put you in the same category as Nas because I kind of liked him back in the day. But I'm not mad at you. You're doing exactly what I expect you to do. Why would I be mad? I pity you. I, I, I pity you greatly because I know that you are going to hell. As someone who does not believe in Jesus Christ, who has not repented and put your faith in Christ, John 3.18 tells us that those who do not believe are condemned already. So it's not my condemnation that is upon you. It's the condemnation that you already sit under as one who has not repented and put your faith in Christ. You will be punished for your sin. And yes, homosexuality, blasphemy, all the things that you are doing here are sin. You know, I, I saw something in the the um, advertisement for the shoes that came across my Facebook um, that it was like, I'd rather reign in hell than than serve in heaven or something like that. It's a common thing that, that's been said for years. And again, this is where people have a, a absolute misconception of what hell is because nobody is reigning in hell but God. Ooh. Did that kind of blow up your paradigm? Because most people think that, that hell is is completely separated from God. No, it is. It, hell is eternity under the righteous wrath of God. Torment is not distributed by demons and Satan in hell. They will be tormented just like everybody else by the by the holy righteous wrath of a perfect righteous lawgiver of a holy God. They will suffer under that wrath. It is God who implements wrath in hell. Not Satan, not demons, and definitely not little Nas X. You ain't doing any kind of reigning in hell, dude. So you should get that out of your head if you really think that's the, the idea. You know, the whole idea that I'm going to be so busy partying with my friends that I won't have time to worry. No, you will be tormented. Where the worm is never turns, the fire is not quenched. Eternal conscious torment. That is what the Bible describes hell as. And you're celebrating it? You're excited for it? Nah, fam, you're not. You're, you're, you're fooling yourself. You are suppressing the truth with a lie. And I pray that God will draw you to himself and draw you to a place of repentance. Draw you to a place where you, where you turn from your sin. And repent and put your faith in Christ. That's my desire for Lil Nas X. I'm not mad at him. I pity him. 
I feel bad for him. I mourn for him. And as Charles Spurgeon says, if he's if he's intent to go to hell, let it be with me yanking at his ankles to try to, to convince him of the gospel to save him. I mean, I would troll him on Twitter, but I know I'd just get blocked. I mean, he's already blocked enough people on Twitter. I've seen the, the, the number of people that have come out and said that he, they've been blocked by him. So obviously, you know, he makes it like he wants this and he wants all the smoke, but he just, he cuts himself off from all the smoke when he get, gets to the point where he can't handle it. So I, I don't even bother trolling him because just like everyone else, I don't want to have to make a fifth burner account to watch the people that have blocked me. And I have a fifth, I have a fourth burner account just to watch Jory Micah. And that's another episode for another day. So there you go, guys. I mean, I'm not going to respond to his video. Do what you're going to do, Lil Nas X, and, and be be controversial. Be whatever it is that you're going to be. But the reality is if you're not going to repent and trust Christ, you're going to be in hell. And none of us that are, are truly Christian want that. None of us want that for you. That's the reason why we go out and we preach the gospel. It's the reason why I'm at abortion clinics preaching the gospel. It's the reason why I go out to other events, pride events, strip clubs, all these other places that, that we go as Christians to proclaim the gospel of Jesus Christ is that we don't want to see you go to hell. We don't want to see you condemned. We want to see you repent and put your faith in Christ where you can fall under rather instead of being under the the judgment of John 3.18 that says those who do not believe are condemned already, you can live under the promise of the scripture that says, and I, I don't know that off the top of my head, I've never memorized it, but says that there is no condemnation for those who are in Christ. We want you to be in Christ, but it means you have to repent and turn away from your sin, all of your sin, sexual immorality, uh, idolatry, um, covetousness, um, adultery, hatred uh we could go on and on uh yeah the ten commandments <laughs> can't i just got through them with my daughter in her catechism and i can't bring them all up but that's what we want and that is why we as christians and as i end this podcast and every one of my podcasts with the same things that is why we preach the gospel at all times and we use words because they're necessary and until next time Soli Deo Gloria.